When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Hello and welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. We're going from creek creeps to freaks and geeks. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I have been doing some mental math for hours now and I think I finally figured out which one of these characters are the freaks and which are the geeks. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to it's sort It's not like out. they said it a million times. In it this first is episode. the greatest mystery of the entire show. <laughs> I didn't know what the show is about, but I just know now that it is a high crime mystery about who's the freak and who's the geek. Mm-hmm. And I am just like Sherlock Holmes and I'm about to crack the case. Yeah, yeah, that's a really tough situation to try to figure out which one's a freak, which one's a geek. Yeah, but that's what we're here to do across the next how many episodes are there? Let me check across the next 18 episodes. Yes, we'll figure it out. Yes, one season and uh, 18 episodes, two hosts. Um, now is okay, so top of the pod, like, Mm -hmm. do we have the freak and do we have the geek? I mean, I if I, I guess, okay, so my first question is, are we saying who we are now or mm. are we saying who we were when we were this kid, these kids' age? Because uh, I think my answer might be different. Yeah, I mean, that could track. That could track. I would say when I was this age, certainly a geek. 100% mm. easily. I mean, I was more of a nerd than a geek. I know there's like a little bit of a difference I there. You still don't understand what the difference Let is me tell between you. a nerd, a geek, and a dork. I nerd and dork are like the same thing. I firmly know that I was just a plain loser. (laughs) That's also a different thing. That's in my opinion. Yeah, nerd and and dork are the same thing, and it is 
someone who studies a lot, gets good grades, cares about school, usually also into like nerdier activities, right? Is fascinated by nerdy things. Uh Geeks, on the other hand, don't necessarily have to get good grades, but they do have to be into geeky subjects, you know, like your Dungeons and Dragons. They're probably not good at sports. That's what the geeks are in this show. You know, they're very much like, let's go play Digimon. Digital monsters, which did not come out till the 2000s. You know what I meant, though. (laughs) Pokemon, that didn't come out at this time anyway. But you know what I mean? Okay. So I would say when I was in school, I was a nerd. But if we want to say a nerd is similar to a geek, I was. Now, as an adult... You're definitely a freak. I'm not full freak, but I'm at least 50% freak. Yeah. There's only one place that I'm a freak, and it's not a general. (laughs) (gasps) It's not a generalization. Right. So would you, what would you say? Like, tell me when you were a kid and then now. You're just a loser all across the board. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, we've established that. not in the bedroom where I'm a freak. (laughs) Because okay. it wasn't, you know, obvious enough. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just in yeah. my sillies. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we're covering Freaks and Geeks. Um, we thought this would be really fun because it's only one season long. We're starting it around the back to school time, which felt also appropriate. Um, this show only had one season from 1999 to 2000. But it is kind of a cult classic in that literally almost every single person in this cast went on to, like, have a really illustrious, like, acting career, pretty much. Yeah, uh, that is pretty impressive. I think that it's kind of like, you know how, I think it's the poltergeist where everybody got cursed. Oh, it's, they got blessed. They These people got blessed. These people did get blessed. Um, Before we dive into the cast, because we're going to need to talk about them. We do. I think we do need to set up at the top of the podcast our experience with Freaks and Geeks, if we've seen it. If we haven't, I will say myself, I have seen Freaks and Geeks one time, and mm. it was probably five, six, seven years ago. Wow. It's been a hot minute since I watched it, so I don't necessarily remember everything that happened in it. Did you just watch it for fun? Like, why did you I saw it, it on up? Netflix, and I, oh. I think I saw it on Netflix – I must, I probably Googled it and or saw the cast. Like I probably just saw the, you know, the cast photo and was like, I mean, I most likely I uh, recognized Linda Cardellini and I was like, hey, I'm gonna click that. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen Freaks and Geeks at all, except I have watched the pilot about five times now. I just <laughs> never got past the pilot, but not because I didn't like it, just because that's just how life went. So yeah. I've seen a lot of the pilot. Obviously, um, I really feel like this show was the very natural thing for us to cover based off of other shows that you and I cover with these actors. So uh, in terms of Linda Cardellini, Mm -hmm. of course, she showed up in Boy Meets World as the infamous Lauren. Um, I also did one season recap of Dead to Me for poster recaps. Yeah, but she, of course, is a major a major character in... I mean, what is what is there not to say about Linda Cardellini? She's, she's incredible. Brilliant. Yeah, she's... I love her. Obviously, um, she's a icon, and I really loved her 
in this pilot and i think that i love her and like everything we do we've talked about her before um i'm you were such a fucking scooby-doo stan that the only thing that you <laughs> claim to know her from is scooby-doo which is always infuriating but I'm so sorry yeah you just freaking loves you we do great as velma yes she was also of course in legally blonde she was in um good burger remember good burger i loved good burger Burger. may i take your order Uh, Uh lots of scooby-doo yeah love linda cardellini she is very charismatic like anytime you see her you instantly like her in whatever she's in um, so she's kind of like one of the main characters. Her brother, Sam, is played by John Francis Daly. Um, he I feel like I recognize him because he's like actually a big DD nerd. Oh. Um, which I I mean it's kind of weird that I know that I just remember like hearing that about him, which is kind of funny considering his character is a is one of the geeks. Um, but this is the main thing I recognize him from. He looks the same now as he did when he was a child uh-huh. <laughs> so it's he's really recognizable i think this was like one of his first acting gigs is free mm. yeah that would track he was in the movie waiting which i used to watch a lot for absolutely no reason i remember a, that movie yes. yeah it's a ryan reynolds movie it's really gross justin long is in it yeah it's like about being the um restaurant industry mm-hmm. uh yo uh, one episode of yo gabba gabba <laughs> iconic <laughs> <laughs> i t- i too love to be in one episode of yo gabba gabba yeah he uh, really hasn't been in a ton besides apparently he had a really long stint on bones um which I'm, i've never seen so i don't you know yeah sorry. i'm fully against bones all count. bones yeah don't like bones not <laughs> yeah, anti bones um but i think one of the other recognizable faces from this is james franco who plays daniel dan uh obviously like gosh it's james franco like he's been in so much so it's really really not even worth like scrolling through his massive massive imdb yeah um but anyway his brother is better so whoa okay yeah sure i guess i don't know i don't really have strong feelings on the franco brothers brother married to allison brie sure is so obviously i prefer him just for that reason alone because he has yeah now you remember wives yeah now you remember but i mean truly this feels like a role that was made for him considering what his acting gigs are after this you know what i mean i feel like he's always playing a role where he's like smoking pot so this feels apt for him to be dan yeah so pineapple express this is the end he's kind of part of the whole judd apatow seth rogan um jason siegel is yeah they they really the that group of friends really love each other and only hire each other for It's very exclusive. Uh, they're very exclusive. <laughs> yeah. He was also in Sausage Party, which is my favorite thing to talk about. Stop. Why is that your favorite thing to talk about? I watched that movie in theaters and I was enamored by all the sausages. I don't. <laughs> they were having parties. I don't know what to say. Oh my God. I've never seen that movie and I never will. I don't think. I liked it. I don't know. Maybe it I. It, was maybe it was shitty. I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> how rude. Uh, We're listen, all just trying I used to, to do watch really best. crap shit, but like at this point in my life, I can't see myself watching Sausage Party. Maybe you should. Maybe me out. You would have a lot 
more fun if you did watch Sausage Party. Mm. You know who also is in Sausage Party? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen played plays Ken here. Uh, he plays gosh. Seth Rogen again. He plays Seth Rogen. He plays Seth Rogen in everything he's in. He also guested on an episode of Dawson's Creek, which we covered. So and he was on Platonic, which I covered with Adam. There you go. So shows up a lot uh, in our world here, our network. Jason Siegel, like I, I feel like I've come to adore and appreciate Jason Siegel the older I've gotten. He really makes me laugh. Like, I think he was really good in the recent show Shrinking on Apple TV. I, I really, really enjoyed that show. Um, obviously, Marshall on How I Met Your Mother. Um, like, he, gosh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was great in that movie. movie. I Love You Man is one of my favorite movies, and he is so funny in that. I mean, he's he's Jason Siegel. He's very funny. What You know, he's also... I feel like he does a really good job, like if we're looking at Marshall from How I Met Your Mother, at playing like a very adorable, lovable guy. Yes. And I could tell already that I really like Nick. And mm-hmm. he's probably my favorite guy out of this group of guy friends because I don't trust any of them, to be honest with you. The, yeah, they're the, the freaks. freaks. The freaks. It's not that it's because they're the freaks. It's because those are the boys that would probably torment me in high school. So I'm afraid of them. Mm. I would have been okay. So if I, I would have been a little bit like Lindsay, but less um, forward about it. I think like, I would have been like, what are they doing? What's going on with them? I want to know more. What do you think that they're doing? They're being ruffians under the bleachers. But I would just think it's like, oh, they're so like interesting. But like, I definitely wouldn't have approached them. Yeah. Well, um we definitely have i'm like very curious what the ship is if it's um like who are we supposed to be shipping right is it Lindsay and nick or is it Lindsay and jason dan dan Dan? his name is dan james James franco Franco. it's daniel daniel desario yeah i mean that's that's the tricky thing that's the tricky thing because we have one more i guess kind of semi-freak to talk about and it is kim kelly played by vizzy phillips very yes. different than Audrey from Dawson's Creek, which is what we recently watched. She, Kim, is a bit of a a bit of a HBIC. Why you're? She's a bitch. Why can't we just say it? She's being. She's a bitch. really mean. She's, she's so mean. She like takes um she takes Lindsay's bag and like dumps it out on the ground in the first episode. It's really yeah, awful. Just to be mean. And I think like what's the deal? Like she likes Dan D'Onofrio or whatever his face is. Sario, yes. And she doesn't like it that. Lindsay's in on the group she wants to be the only girly this the makes freaks. sense she wants to be the only girly because if you're the only girly you're getting all the boys attention well you know what Kim you don't need all the boys attention unlike Audrey Kim is not a girl's girl all Lindsay wants to do is have a friend that's not a geek speaking of <laughs> we only get a little bit of her but we do get introduced to Millie uh, played by Sarah Hagen um, Millie She's so precious. <laughs> Hate her. She, because she's a dork and she's oh. really ruining Lindsay's street cred. She really, she's not good with the street cred. No, she's pretty bad about it. But she's very sweet and she's like innocent. And let me tell you, the glow up Sarah Hagen has had, she's beautiful. I mean, she was always beautiful. They just under made her up. That's fair. She, they, she made her look geekier. Um, but let's let's swap over over on the other side of the aisle to the geeks. 
Um, because we already talked a little bit about Sam. We got to talk about Neil, Neil Schweiber, played by Sam Levine. Um, God, I hate this kid. <laughs> this is the kid I hated. Do you want to beat him up? I just feel like he's a little jerk who only cares about himself. And that's well, not what absolutely. the geeks are about. Those okay. No, the thing is, is that there's nothing jerkier than a geek. They are jerks. See, only this one though, because I would I don't think Sam's a, a jerk. I feel like he's very nice. I don't think Bill is a jerk. Sam needs a noogie. No! See, now you're being a bully. Give him a noogie. Okay, I'm sorry. What Whatever happened? Billy Phillips is, I am. So I would like to be mean, just like Kim. <laughs> you're gonna be Kim? <laughs> I'm Kim now. Also, can um, I just say the names yeah. on the show are pretty incredible? Like, what, we have Lindsay mean? and Sam Weir, Daniel Desario, Neil Schweiber, Kim Kelly. Like, they all sound really good, like, good names. I actually know a Kim Kelly. Do you? Yeah, I you went can't to trust sh- them because you can't trust someone with two first names. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That's you really, say. really can't. Yeah. Um, Nick Andropolis. All great names. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. saying. But uh, I definitely want to give a noogie to Neil Schreiber. I don't like him immediately. You don't like him. Do but I like did. Bill? I loved Bill. Bill seems very sweet and very innocent and very just like loyal to Sam. Bill's the type of kid that locks himself in his bedroom for eight hours a day on Saturday morning. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know what it means. <laughs> no! uh he's played by martin star um uh most notably for me at least bertram from silicon valley uh if anybody else has seen that show that's i recognized him from but he's like he's been a working actor for like basically since the show so he's been around he's definitely acted in a ton of shit oh wow it's kind of incredible so many of these people have guested on how i met your mother (laughs) so is he uh that's funny but I, I really like Bill. I think he's very sweet. Yeah, Bill's a good one. Bill's a good friend to our dear Sam Weir. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, this is what this show follows, the Weir siblings. Yeah, and the we get to see a little bit of their home life as well. We get Jean Weir and Harold Weir. Jean played by Becky Ann Baker. She honestly is kind of in everything. Um, She played Ted Lasso's mom in Ted Lasso. Uh, She's been in billions she's been in girls like she always plays the mom yeah i think i know her best from girls as yes. um hannah's mom hannah's mom she's also which... in big little lies oh was she i gotta say if you were hannah's mom then god bless you because to she be hannah's mother is trifling trifling yeah put up with some major shit freaking uh, hated hannah from girls uh, who didn't hate hannah you're supposed to hate her she's the worst oh she was in the show life as we know it which was another one season i would not say dud because i thought it was a piece of uh art but it's like one of those shows like a dawson's creek or like a freaks and geeks like a teen drama and it was one season and i thought it was high art okay we got to watch it one day. I have the DVDs. Okay. I'm so happy you have the DVDs. Of course I do. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we also have Harold. We are played by Joe Flaherty. Flaherty. I don't recognize him. I've only ever seen him in, in this, to my knowledge. Mm, he has um, a face that I feel like I know. 
He's been in King of Queens. Did you watch that show? I mean, he's been a working actor for a very long time. I just don't really recognize him. <sighs> like, I did not watch King of Queens. So, no. But yeah, Man- Maniac seen- Mansion. <laughs> I don't want to live in a maniac's mansion. I want to live in a sane person's mansion. I would not Mm -hmm. go in a maniac's mansion. Can I mention one other character that is in this episode? This Uh, is 50% your podcast. You can say whatever you want. Chauncey Leopardi, who plays Alan, the bully to Sam Weir, is our dear baby squints from the Sandlot. Oh, he's the worst. He is the worst, but he's Squints in Sandlot, and I felt like I needed to address it because Squints sucked too. He no, was wh- the worst. Yeah, he did assault someone, so you know. In real life? Great. No, no, no. In in the Sandlot. Was it the dog? No. Remember, he like faked drowning to get the lifeguard to give him, lifeguard to give him mouth to mouth, and then oh, he kissed her. I do. This is why I hated that movie so <laughs> badly. Do you want a teacher? I don't care. Do you want a teacher like Jeff? No, I really don't. I never want a guidance counselor who's like, call me Jeff. I just he don't. He blackmails Lindsay in the first episode. What is I this? I don't trust any guidance counselors. And that's a nonstop sentence. Like, like just period. All mm. of them are scam artists. But <laughs> I don't trust Jeff for nothing. You're, you're a guidance counselor out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't trust you. I mean, truly, I've never had good experiences with exactly. I've never heard they've never guided me on a single fucking thing. Exactly. All I've heard is people gain trauma from guidance counselors. But maybe times have changed. We haven't been in high school in a very long time. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna go back to high school for free. Oh weeks. no! Okay, yeah. okay. What were you? So I we we talked a little bit about this when we were in Dawson's Creek days, or um, back in uh, when we were covering Boy Meets World. But like, what was a typical day in high school for Jessica A. Sterling? Wow, I got mental initialed. Um, I so I was in a friend group that mostly it was all girls basically i would say like eight to ten of us that were kind of like popular i mean not particularly but sure uh i would say like we were kind of a split group where some of us were in like were nerdier and like really cared about school and were in like the advanced classes some of them were cheerleaders so like it was kind of a mixed bag um but it was basically like i had had a best friend in elementary school then when middle school came around, we kind of each grabbed new people and then the, the groups kind of smushed together, basically. Mm. Um, so that was my friend group. Uh, did you play we, a sport? I did not play a sport. I did in middle school. By high school, I was done with sports. Mm-hmm. I lost the ability. I got boobs and it's hard to run with boobs. And uh, I hadn't quite figured out like, you know, at that time, I probably would have had to wear like three sports bras to like hold them down, you know? Were you smoking at the bleachers? Definitely not. No. I was the friend group I had was the group that like no one really had a boyfriend, but the, like one of us would get a boyfriend. And then it was like a really big deal because someone mm. had a boyfriend. But uh, yeah, that was the friend group I was in. Like, I don't even know what you would call it because it was really a hodgepodge of so many different types of people. Yeah. Were um, they? What about... Yes. Well, okay. Like, in my school, there were like the nice girls. You sound like these are like the nice girls. We were the, the nice girls. Yeah. The nice girls were definitely like um like religious adjacent. 
I would not say we were religious, but I would say most of us came from pretty like stable households, not yeah. a ton of drama. None of us really drank until we were like graduating. Like we didn't really get into trouble. Yeah. But we had this sleepovers cracks. and had fun. Oh, would love to hear about that, but we don't have time for that. Um, woke up like at 10 minutes before oh school started. Made my way over to high school, which was a like two minute walk, always late. So detention was inevitable because I was always tardy, but I did live like across the street from high school, Um, was barely surviving, but I did got made fun of a lot because I'm a loser. Um, And I played volleyball for like two seasons until I was like, fuck this. This sucks. Maybe one season, if I'm being honest. And then what else? I had a friend group, four girls, really. And then like I was like a straggler a little, but mostly like four girls, including myself. And then I still talked to one of them. There you go. That's it. I mean, that's not terrible. I never really got bullied or anything in high school, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there were people that got bullied. I just think I was never really targeted. You didn't even see the bullying happen. I just feel like it wasn't okay. I feel like it was different because it wasn't like the popular kids were the bullies. Yeah. It was like the like troublemakers were the bullies. Yeah. Like the freaks, like the burnouts. Sure. Uh, allegedly 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 um, of course <laughs> yeah i like i mean <laughs> we're gonna get were... sued on this freaks and geeks podcast <laughs> um, by who are high school bullies the high school bullies i don't know i told the story before too but my one of my high school bullies uh years after graduating calls me up and we met at the local starbucks and she apologized for being mean I don't know why I wouldn't even go to that meeting. Probably, you know, I don't know why I did. I, I would have been like, mm, I'm gonna keep my peace. Well, I think it's because I'm a people pleaser. So really I was are. just like, okay, I'm going to get dragged into this meeting. I I kind of guess that this is what it was that she was going to um, apologize for all the strife she caused me. Yeah, all the trauma, all the trauma, all the trauma. Yeah, um, yeah but you know. Yeah, everybody goes through shit. And I think this is what we're going to learn in this show. That, like, even the people, even that, like, uh, Squint's kid, I'm sure he goes through a lot of trouble at home. And that's yeah. why he's a meanie. This is fair. Um, Should we get into talking about the episode? Basically, we're going to do this a little bit differently than we've done in the past with Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek. We're not going to go line by line. We're not going to talk about every dirty detail. Instead, we're going to recap the episode at the top. And then we're going to just talk about the subjects that interest us. I feel like this is a different approach and we're going to try something new. It's going to be fun. I'm ready. All right. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I I, I, get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah. And 
We also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality, hardcover books, plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. <laughs> so tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to William McKinley High School. The year is 1980. We meet the freaks. Yes, go ahead. Okay, well, am I making commentary? You because can. I just think it's interesting that... Uh, even though this is a 90s show, we are doing a period piece of 1980. Yeah. So, um, you know, where I was born in 89, you were born in 92. So one. 91. <laughs> so we weren't around um, right. in 1980, but I mean, we could have been. We could have been. And I like the fashion that we get in this episode as well. We'll talk about the bomber jacket because I'm a big fan. Yeah. Stolen by Lindsay from her yes. dad's closet. Yes. Uh, so we meet the freaks who are Daniel, Nick, and Ken, a group of junior burnouts, and the geeks, Sam, Neil, and Bill, the freshman nerds, a.k.a. Okay. geeks. Okay. This is vital information because I don't think I realized that Daniel, Nick, and Ken were juniors. And it was really hard to grasp the fact that Sam was a freshman because – he looks like such a baby. He looks like a child. He's the only one, I believe, that is actually playing a character that is the same age he is. Oh. So he's actually age appropriate, but we are so used to seeing older people playing high schoolers that I feel like it's definitely weird. It, well, it's it's very strange because you get somebody like who is a giant, like, for example, oh, God, 
Marshall from Valley Metro. <laughs> What's his name again? In this, in, Jason okay, Siegel? In, he's well, Nick. Jason Siegel. He's next. So Nick, mm-hmm. it, obviously, this man is like six foot four in real life. He's a giant, and he towers. I'm over like little Sam, but Sam really does look like I don't know, like a middle schooler. He's 14 in this in this show. All right, so then he's so of age. That's how age. old she's a freshman is. Okay. Yeah, but, but it is interesting that these tiny. are like this is the age differences we're working with. Um, Lindsay is also a, a junior. Uh, the geeks immediately get targeted by bully Alan, who is aka Squints. Okay, which by the way, if you get bullied by somebody named Alan, then it's your own fault. <laughs> Their name is Alan. Ladies, Alan is a more common name. You're a fucking dweeb if you get bullied by somebody named oh Alan. God, poor Alan's. A you blow. deserve to be beat up by somebody if you get beat up by name, to get somebody named up. Alan. <sighs> anyway, his name is Alan, and he is really going to harass them until Sam's older sister Lindsay steps in to defend him. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay is a former athlete. And she's been really struggling with her self-image since her grandmother died. Uh, she finds herself wanting to associate more with the freaks rather than her geeky friend, Millie. Yeah, I mean, once again, I don't doubt her because Millie is a lingerer. But um, I actually, I really like the name Millie. Oh, it's a great name. Great name. Great name. It's great name. Is and it, is it short for something? Is it short for like Milfred? No. Well... I think traditionally, but there's a lot of Millies that are just named Millie now. Millie is a feminine given name or dim- diminutive form of various other names such as Emily, Millis- Millicent, Mildred, Camille, or Camille, Camilla, Camilla, Amelia, or Amelia. I think you had to like stroke. You're like Camille, Camille, <laughs> Camille. Because well, there's Camille. two Camillas, but they're spelled differently. Camilla. But um, it could be short for something or it could just be Millie. Millicent is probably the oldest one or Millicent and Mildred sound the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she like that's the thing. It it kind of reminds me of um gosh, that show that we watched the pilot of for um, pilot season. Pilot season. You watched the whole thing and I'm not remembering what the hell the show is. My so called life. My so called life, where the main girl kind of ditches her best friend. Which yes. we don't. I don't love. I don't love that when that whenever that happens no. in high school things where you are trying to get a new friend and you're like, mm, you're a loser. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Bring your yes. loser friend in too. You too. Especially you both can be non-losers. Especially because when it's only like they're your only friend, then yeah. it's worse. If you're just leaving one friend group for another, I feel like it's less impactful than like, oh, I'm gonna ditch my only friend. But I will say, I like. That the the sh- I feel like this is a really smart way to start off a character of like I'm a junior, but a lot has changed in me since my grandmother died. Like something mm. has changed, and I'm really struggling, and I kind of want to reinvent myself. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the impetus of what's going on with Lindsay. She lost her grandmother, but not only did she lose her grandmother, she witnessed um, her grandmother's death right in front yes. of her, which yeah. really seemed to have uh, impact her. Yeah. So and Lindsay so- is trying to get in with the freaks, which they are actually very welcoming of Lindsay for the most part, except for Kim, who is uh, played by Busy Phillips, who is, uh, if you don't, if you didn't listen to our Dawson's Creek coverage, we are, uh, well, I am at the very least a no, humongous I love Audrey. Audrey fan. 
uh and i i mean i absolutely adored her and like she was always such like a bubbly like kind girl that was like such a girl's girl kim is like the opposite of who audrey is yeah but you you kind of understand i will say like to give kim some grace or credit here she's like why suddenly does Lindsay want to be associated with us like why suddenly is she hanging out with us and she calls Lindsay a poser and that's because She's like, you're not actually a f- real freak, though. Like, you are not one of us. Like, you can wear that bomber jacket and pretend to be, like, that you're going to shoplift and that you're going to be, like, a baddie who smokes by the bleachers. But, like, that's not actually true. Yeah. You're just a poser. Uh, do you think that Lindsay is just a poser? I don't think Lindsay is a poser because, in my opinion, a poser is somebody who, like, knows that's not who they are but like just wants to be cool and act that way Lindsay, to me reads as someone who's more of trying to find herself and so she's like testing out different groups to see which one she actually fits in and i don't feel like that's poser activity yeah i think i agree with that i feel that she's just trying to figure out who she is and what she's into and i think that the only thing is that like what what is this like just the flavor of the month for her to just be somebody that wears a bomber jacket and black eyeliner like that lifestyle is life i mean we'll see i think the thing about high school middle school that time in your life i feel like you're able to reinvent yourself every year every new school year is a new opportunity right because think about it you're coming off of summer break and you're like oh most of these people haven't seen me all summer. Only probably your friends have. This is a chance. Do I want to put on eyeliner for the first time? Do I want to change up my look? Do I want to change up my attitude? I feel like the first day of school was always the most nerve wracking, but also the most exciting. Cause you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen these people all throughout the summer. And a lot of times, because it was like, if you were boy crazy, you would like come back to school and be like, oh my God, that boy grew like six inches over the summer. Look mm. at it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting. Yeah, very. But so yeah, Kim is not very welcoming to Lindsay. Um, and the geeks are struggling because Alan is not very nice. Um, there is a game of dodgeball that happens (laughs) and they get pummeled. And Sam, especially, he lasts like a really long time, which upsets Alan, but eventually Sam gets knocked out, and the boys decide. The only way to do this is to fight Alan three on one. Let's do it. Love a fight. Get I think this is a great idea. Yeah. Like if you can be is in it? together, if you can be in together, <laughs> three on one is better than one on one. I don't think fighting is the answer. Now they did get advice from like some wise kids, which yes. felt like very, it's like, we, could we go visit the hippie kids and get some advice? And then the hippie kids are like, yeah, the best approach is to just fight them. And once you fight them, whether you win or lose, they'll just like leave you alone. Yeah. I don't think that this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not, I mean, there's like, the thing is the idea of like, I mean, gosh, I don't even know. When you're dealing with bullies, what is even the best way to get them to go away? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Sam's first approach of, like, Mr. What's-His-Face, 
Alan squished my Swiss cake rolls. Like that was not the approach, right? Like that is, no. you're going to get even, you're going to get all the swirlies in the world. That was a really bad move by Sam. It was Sam. really awful. That was so bad. I, but I the think last like, thing that I would do is tell yeah. on them. But like, gosh, I feel like standing up to the bully in some way, shape, or form feels like what you kind of have to do. And at the very least, there's three of you against one of him. And if one of you gets beat up, all three of you are going to get beat up. So at least you're in it together. Sure, I guess. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. I If I had children, I don't think that my advice would be to just fight the bully. Oh, no, of course not. But I don't know what the right approach is. It's definitely not what I did and just took it and tried to ignore it like yeah. you know not that i got beat up but still yeah. um so sam misses the fight because he's too busy asking out his crush this like pretty girl cindy who just yes. has to be a cheerleader to the homecoming dance so yeah it's really funny because she is not only a popular cheerleader but she's like much taller than sam and i felt like it was so spot on when like she gives sam back his jacket and all the boys are like oh my god she gave you your jacket she obviously likes you like she had to get the jacket think about you carry the jacket around in the hallway find you and give it to you it means she loves you like this felt like middle school logic i mean one plus one equals two right (laughs) that makes sense to me i mean Mm -hmm. i do think that cindy kind of might have like a crush on. i mean they dance right like they 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 do dance at the dance they did dance and she gives him the time of day it's not like she ignores him or something right because she has a date to the dance but because he asked her weeks ago two weeks ago which the whole thing was like oh my dad has this philosophy of like oh all the popular girls won't get asked out because everyone will think they already have dates well cindy already had a date but it is a good sign that she saves a dance for him like you you yes. could have just said i have a date and then it's done I have a date and you're you're a loser and i don't but no i think exactly. that there is some interest now is Cindy also a freshman? I can't tell. Yes. She is. I believe so. Hmm. But okay. she's like the popular freshman, you know? She's, but they like, she's always giving eyes to Sam in the hallway. She just likes the geek. I guess so. I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, on the other hand, is forced to go to the dance because she gets caught ditching school by Jeff, guidance counselor Jeff. Uh, and she's hanging out with one of the freaks, Nick. Now, Nick is very interesting, right? Because it seems, like you said, it seems like Lindsay's interest is in Daniel. Yes. But Nick's interest is in Lindsay. Lindsay. But does Lindsay have any interest in Nick? I'm not we'll quite have sure. We'll see. Yeah. She does go check out his drum kit, which is not a euphemism. <laughs> euphemism. No. no. It's true. And he says that he has, like, to buy four more drums, and then he has, like, as many drums as a very popular drummer. Yeah. And I love that his, like, his idea is to, listen, if you have to go to the dance, it's not a big deal. Like, we, I'll get dressed up. I'll come pick you up. We'll go to the dance. And then we'll just ditch it. Nice guy. Nice guy. I like him, but of course she gives no interest in him because he's too nice and she's too focused on that leather jacket. And I don't like that. Lindsay, you too can have what you perceive to be a 
quote unquote freak, but also be a nice guy. Yeah. You can bring that man home to dinner. Yes. Sure. Yeah. He seems very nice. He's like, he hangs out with the freaks, but he seems like a nice enough guy. Um, yeah. and so she also uh ends up dancing with Eli. We haven't talked a ton about Eli. Yeah, it is really awful like it is a really hard storyline to watch Eli he's a boy who has a developmental delay she like tries to help him earlier because everyone's picking on him and she asks him to the dance and she tries to warn him and say like they're making fun of you and he doesn't believe her he ends up like falling and breaking his arm but they do enjoy a really nice dance together which I thought was just like a really fun moment in the in the episode I. Uh yeah, like I think that I really do think that Lindsay tries to do right by Eli and I think that she thinks that she's doing the right thing and defending him. I also think that like the boys that are talking to Eli and like it's perceived that they're making fun of him. The worst thing that you can do, I feel like for somebody that has a developmental delay or um or something like that is ignore them, which is like what people think is the nice thing to do, but they want to be included. So the approach of just like don't interact with him because that's the nice thing to do is not the right approach. And I kind of agree with the boys that it's just like, I don't know, like they're not like, do you do you think that they were making fun of him? Oh, definitely. They the were ones on the bleachers definitely were. But, like, the thing is, is a lot of them were, like, making fun of him in a way where he wouldn't pick up on that's what was happening. It's, it's hard because, They're like, laughing at him, not with him. Like, there's a very true. big difference there. I like that. I like where Lindsay's heart is in that, like, she doesn't want him to be made fun of. She wants to, like, ask him to the dance because... She knows he probably doesn't have a date and that would make him feel good. But, you know, I don't mm -hmm. think ridiculing him in front of other people is, like, really the move. But I I no. ultimately, like, appreciated how it ended with, like, they're dancing. And then we see, like, Sam and Cindy are dancing, which is funny because when they when they approach the dance floor, it's a slow song. But it immediately changed to changes to a quick oh song my God. as they get yes. there. What a flop. Um, So this actor who plays Eli, Ben Foster is i think like it's important to note that he does not have autism like mm -hmm. the character eli does um and he's a prominent actor actually he's been in a lot of things including x-men he's married to lara prepon who plays donna from um that 70s show Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm -hmm. interesting. So um, I think, yeah, it's like important to note that like they didn't hire a actor with special needs. Which nowadays is like definitely not, you know, we would hope nowadays that they would I have, mean, you know, yes not no. that it doesn't Sometimes mean they would. Happen. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean they would. But um, but yeah, they, they end the episode by dancing to Come Sail Away, which like. This show has an incredible soundtrack. Oh, it does. Like, yeah. The theme of Bad Reputation. That's the main title song. Obviously iconic by Joan Jett. Yeah. Um, we have I'm All Right by Kenny Loggins, Renegade by Styx, Come Sail Away by Styx, Van Halen Running with the Devil, like iconic, iconic songs. There are some like really funny references as well. One of my favorite, like, mo like reoccurring bits in this episode is. <laughs> Sam and Lindsay's dad being like, and you know what happened to them? 
they died they died it's like oh you know this person they smoked, smoked one cigarette they're dead like they you know got what happened to hendrix he cut class and now he's dead. he's dead and then there's this scene where he keeps like just mentioning dead people and Lindsay mm-hmm. is just like dad what are we doing here you're making no sense and then she does the classic teenage thing like just leave me alone yeah and i thought it was interesting that sam does try to like approach her and have a conversation and he asks like why are you throwing your life away is what he says like oh my god so dramatic and not only like you mentioned earlier about how she witnessed her grandmother's death but she also says that like grandma didn't see anything when she died not god not heaven not anything else and like that is a very heavy thing for someone in high school to be dealing with is like the afterlife and is there a heaven or hell or what is there right those are very like existential crises that adults usually are trying to deal with yeah um and this is like a really traumatizing thing for Lindsay, and so i just love that that is kind of the beginning of this show is Lindsay having to deal with that and like starting a new school year and trying to figure out maybe i'm not the mathlete maybe that's not who i want to be yeah do you want to be a mathlete uh i'm i don't i don't like math so no. okay all right so no mathlete you want to be a mathlete you know no but i What's feel a club like- that you didn't do in high school that you feel like you should have done that you would have been good at uh no like i'm talentless i'm not good at any clubs <laughs> not true i feel like you would have been good did you do like yearbook i feel like you would have been really good at yearbook. uh i did not i mean once again i did absolutely nothing in high school but yeah mm-hmm. like i probably would have been good at yearbook yeah i feel like you would have been really good at the layout and design and yeah, stuff i would have stuffed my ballot for most unique in the superlatives of course and because... also you would put all the photos of your friends in there you know mm, instead of other yeah. people yeah of course yeah. of course uh yeah like i would have given that a go but honestly i was too busy flirting with men on the internet uh- <laughs> <laughs> well that's not true. a problem these people have because it's the 80s <laughs> exactly exactly um anything else from this episode that we haven't chatted about yet that you want to chat about uh yeah like i i I do think that the relationship between jeff and Lindsay is kind of interesting like i think that he's trying to be the cool teacher and you know let Lindsay in but then he like really turns it around on her and is so rude and calls it her parents and i think that that was against the code of teacher student confidentiality maybe not but she was ditching yeah i mean obviously i think in 2023 i think we all have like eyes out for like inappropriate relationships between teachers and students Mm -hmm. i think it is like way more something we're aware of now it feels like jeff is probably mostly coming from a good place of like i want to see you succeed but also he does blackmail her to try to get her to become an athlete because he feels like we really need her as an athlete. Like, we're going to not do well without her. Um, which is kind of like, in my opinion, not really paying attention to the fact of, like, what maybe asking why she doesn't want to be a mathlete anymore. Like, what's going on that's making her not want to do that. Um, but it is super interesting. Obviously, he's very, like, hippie-ish. She has that, like, really long hair. 
Um, yeah, I think that and the relationship between Lindsay and Nick versus Lindsay and Daniel is something I want to keep an eye on. Again, I don't have a massive memory for the show, but I guess at this point, Sarah, I'll ask you if do you have any predictions you would like to mm. make? Because we're at the beginning of the show. Now yeah, time. I think that Kim is really defensive over Dan, and I think that the girlies are going to kind of fight over him. But then maybe they'll eventually become friends and she'll lighten up a little. I think that it's going to be hard to imagine a world where we don't stand busy Phillips eventually. Mm-hmm. So I think that she'll come around. Okay. Um, I'm very interested in seeing, you know, uh, Lindsay's grief throughout the season and how that forms and changes and um, kind of like how um her relationship with each of the guys the the freaks and kim develops as well um i'm really eager to see like everybody's dimension Mm -hmm. um because i i think that there's probably more to these characters than just what's at face value so especially because this is such a beloved show so i'm sure we're going to kind of get into some like heavier stuff um i'm really interested in that and then on the geek side i don't know what are the geeks up to nothing hopefully something interesting besides getting like fighting with alan because yeah eventually alan is going to get bored of fighting these three kids mm-hmm but, Any romance predictions? Are are Cindy and Sam going to get together? Yeah, I think that we're, we're going to get Sam's first kiss is going to be with Cindy. Cindy seems okay. like a girly, a girl that we can uh, have a first kiss with. She Any seems Millie like predictions? a Slow Millie. Millie? Millie's going to act out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised okay. if, like, Millie becomes, like, a popular girl. Because okay. I think that she needs to get swept up, swept up into a group. So okay. maybe she's like transforms into like HBIC. Oh, and then Lindsay's like, "Do you change?" And then Millie's like, "You change." <laughs> and, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. Like I don't. I I really don't have any expectations. Yeah. Um, on this show, especially because I only watched the pilot um over and over again, and I never made it to episode two. Yeah. So well we'll we'll get there well we're going to be watching two episodes at a time so make sure if you are watching along with the podcast that for next podcast you watch episodes two and three we're going to continue with that pattern up until we get to the finale so the finale will be the only other standalone episode we figured it was better this way i mean i feel like it's easy enough to kind of absorb two episodes and we didn't want this to be like a six-month endeavor yeah Um, this is just a little project a little side project a little extra credit i love extra credit um do you want to know the titles of the next two episodes yeah of course i do beers and weirs as in their last name oh okay so i think that treats oh a halloween episode we love halloween episodes i think that Lindsay's going to get um caught with beer and her dad's gonna be like you're gonna die (laughs) you know what happened to to your uncle when he drank beer he died he died and then it's like dad stop talking about alcoholism in our family it's really a problem (laughs) uh and then i think that the kids are going to like cause some shit during halloween because obviously they're going to go do goosey night and get caught and then they're gonna get in so much trouble sorry do what night 
Goosey night. You mean mischief? Oh, mischief God, night? I am so over this talk. Yes. What the hell is goosey? If I Google goosey night, is it going to come up as what you're saying it is? Yes, of course. Goosey night. Goosey night. Mischief night. Cabbage night. Goosey night. Okay, here we go. This, this is on NewJersey.com. This is what from 2014. Mischief night, cabbage night, goosey night. What does it all mean? Yeah. New Jerseyans are among the only people in America to call the night of before Halloween <laughs> mischief night. No, goosey night. We took we took our own very unscientific, unscientific survey of New Jerseyans and confirmed that the term mischief night is in fact widely used throughout the state for more into Williamstown. But in certain pockets, we found that people use two other terms for October 30th, cabbage mm. night and goosey night. Goosey night. What is goosey? Where does goosey night come from? Like silly gooses. I don't know. Maybe. Me, I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Cabbage night stems from an old Scottish Scottish tradition. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, girls on Halloween Eve would closely examine cabbages pulled out of their neighbor's patches to divine the qualities of their future husbands. Once the cabbage had served its service, the only logical thing to do was to throw it against the door. Okay, this is a great really idea. Fast. This is a great idea. I need what did to you go. Mean they would, what were they going to divine the qualities of their future husbands? For this a is what I'm going to say. Please, some somebody, find me a cabbage <gasps> so I can find the quality of my future husband. Sarah, what? I just read the next line. Cabbage night is especially prevalent in Paramus. There's no cabbage in Paramus, New Jersey. Apparently, it was. What about Goosey Night? Goosey Night is more prevalent in Western Bergen County yeah, and Bergen Passaic County. County. Yeah. I, and the origins yeah. of the term are murkier. Uh, use the term in a letter to parents urging them not to go out, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, okay. Boys in the 1940s would soap up cars and store windows, but offers no explanation as to where the term came from. Goosey. It means flighty or unreliable. It's a night to act goosey. Or maybe get somebody to throw a cabbage at a house. Okay. There was no cabbage throwing in my this day. This is hysterical. I'm surprised that's like really a Jersey thing to say goosey night. I don't think. Yeah. I'm surprised that mischief night is known in New Jersey because so the other things, uh, if you're anywhere else, there's also called devil's night, gate night, goosey night, moving night, cabbage night, mystery night, and mat night. There you go. Wow. Devil's night I've heard, but mich mischief night was what we always called it. Yeah. Okay. So then go. they're going to go out on mischief night and cause some mischief. <laughs> I really enjoyed the history of cabbage. Can we please find cabbages and divine what our future husbands will be like? This is what I'm saying. I really need to. <laughs> so what is it? Like, do you have to look at the cabbage? And it's just like, this cabbage looks like so-and-so. I don't understand. Like, maybe I'm thinking it's more like when you read the lines on your hand, like if you cut into a cabbage, like what the shapes mm -hmm. look like. If I cut in the cabbage and see it's my rotten. future husband, I will be so happy. It's going to be rotten. Rotten. It's a rotten cabbage. Rotten cabbage. Um, anyway, that Do is Do you know um, uh, cabbage in French is choux? And there's a term of endearment called mon petit chou. And it means my little cabbage. Isn't that so cute? Mm, I don't like pet names. So. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. That was our coverage of episode one of Freaks and Geeks. If you have feedback, don't forget to send it in. Uh, Shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram. And shit90spod at gmail.com. And then we also have a website, shit90spod.com. Where you, yes, that's you, dear listener, can leave us a voicemail if you want. And we'll play it on the podcast because we really enjoy it. 
Indeed we do. I love a voicemail. Please tell us, what do you call Goosey Night? Do you call it Cabbage <laughs> Night? Have you ever found your husband in a cabbage? Please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Are they a Cabbage Patch kid? <laughs> I was going to say, is your is your husband a Cabbage Patch doll? For, no. First comes love, then comes carriage, then comes the Cabbage Patch kid in the baby carriage. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um. Well, fuck my life. <laughs> such a fucking geek <laughs> guess what i'm a nerd we figured oh, it no. out we figured it out um you can find me at the just sterling you can find sarah at sarah ferguson uh on social media and you can see what else we have going on we're always covering dawson's creek here so it will will always i mean for a little while longer and then we're done um but we're gonna yeah. be covering something else after that so don't worry uh and uh you could also find me over on pusher recaps i'm doing community i'm doing the after party uh billions just to go check me out find me there it's fine um anything else you want to talk about sarah before we sign off on this ep- the first the inaugural episode of freaks and geeks mm. no i mean like uh the the jonas brothers album called the album is really good which i know is random but i just okay. wanted to share that Go check out the Jonas Brothers, the Joe, the Joe Bros. Uh, sure, called that. I don't know. Uh, the album. What a fucking dumb name, though. The, please, can you not? They're respectable <laughs> Jersey boys. And... I mean, listen. Just because they're respectable Jersey boys doesn't mean that that name of that album isn't stupid. Just saying. Um. Anyway, that's probably all. So we'll talk to you all uh, next episode. Don't forget to watch two of them. We'll be back next time. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.